Peace of Christ be with you. Happy Friday, Hope College. Hey, uh, you might have noticed that on the pews, we put some of these things out. These were a booklet from Campus Ministries, and if uh, just kind of page through it, kind of gives you a, a vision of our ministry, how it's structured. There's contact information there, uh, information about the series we're going to be having and during chapel and the Gospel of John, as well as at the gathering, which uh, I want to invite you to come this Sunday at 7 o'clock to make that part of your weekly rhythm. There's nothing better than singing the doxology, a cappella, to launch into the week. I also want to draw your attention to, um, to the uh, Bible study section under Nurture. Today is the last day, 12 o'clock p.m., where uh, you can sign up for small groups. So if you're interested in getting connected, studying the Word, making some new friends, uh, follow the instructions, uh, come by our, the Hope House and sign up for a small group. Well, you've made it through your first full week. Last week was a half week. That doesn't really count. This is like still sugar in the system. This week, you've made it. Do something with me. Breathe deep. Sometimes after a beginning and the rush and the high and the mountaintop experiences, you need to come down and you need to take a deep breath. And you need to pivot. And now we need to turn our face towards the long obedience. We begin now, not a sprint, but the marathon, the marathon of the school year. I find it helpful to reset by just taking a deep breath. I struggle with anxiety sometimes. When I was a little one, um, my second grade teacher, Mrs. Strakarski, she taught me to like, okay, Trigby, count to 10, breathe deep. So when I start to feel overwhelmed and I start to feel a little anxious, that's something I do. I remember um, my freshman year. I don't know if it was at the end of the first week or the second week or the third week. I just remember it was at the beginning and I was sitting on my dorm room bed. It was a little tiny thing. Uh, I remember I didn't fit. My books were all set up. My desk was all set up. I like to curate space. My YouTube poster was hanging on the wall. And I remember sitting there taking a deep breath and saying to myself, what have I done? I don't know anyone here. No one knows me. I mean, no one knows me even, I don't even have a reputation, no one knows me. Uh, I, I walk outside my room and, I, uh, and everything felt strange and everything felt magnified and I didn't know where to go and I felt out of place and it looked like everyone else did and so I went into my room and I sat on my bed and I took a deep breath. I remember feeling so small and feeling safe in that little room. Almost confining, but cocoon-like, and, and I just wanted to stay there. But I knew that there was a larger world out there, but I just wanted to sit on the bed, breathe deep, manage my anxiety, and stay small. It's easy to do that with our faith sometimes, to put our faith in a small room, a small cinder block box, and just keep it between me and God. It's easy to do that, particularly when you're anxious. And there are times that's okay to do. But I know that 
there's more out there. There was a whole campus to explore that God didn't have me in college just to stay by myself, me and God, in my dorm room. I needed a key that would unlock me and push me out into that larger geography of the campus. If that's how you're feeling, I want to give you a key. It's one of my favorite keys to open myself up to a larger world. It's in the Gospel of John. It's at the very beginning in what we call the prologue, John 1, 1 through 18. Hear these words from the book we love, the bush that burns and is never consumed, from the pen of the poet himself of the Revelation. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing has come into being, and what has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light. He himself was not the light, but came to testify to the light. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world. He was in the world. And the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. And he came to his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, born not of blood or the will of the flesh or the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory, the glory of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is he of whom I said, he who comes after me ranks ahead of me because he was before me. And from his fullness, we have all, all, all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth was given through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This year in chapel, we're going to be working through the Gospel of John. Once every four years, I like to work through a Gospel to guarantee that during your time at college, you will hear the story of Jesus, his life, death, resurrection, ascension, the wonderful story of the most marvelous human being who's ever lived, Jesus Christ. We're going to be exploring that through John. If I had one gospel to preach my whole life, it would be John. If I had one text in the gospel of John to preach, it would be the prologue. Think of the prologue like a symphony, the prelude overture to a great gospel symphony where John is developing the themes he's going to pick up later, life and identity, light and darkness, glory and truth, grace and law. These great majestic themes are going to be embedded in a locale within the gospel. When Christian faith starts to feel reduced or confining or too culturally conditioned or when its faith is drawn too emotionally narrow, I go to the prologue. When faith is predictably dull and it lulls me to a spiritual slumber, I go to the prologue and it shakes me awake. I become alert to a larger, wider world, a world of surprises where God shows up and God speaks. And when God speaks, something new is created. The prologue is like a key that unlocks me from that small, confined cubicle of my dorm room and launches me into the larger geography of his concern of the kingdom of God 
And that kingdom, it's like the wide open country of salvation where the landscape is drenched with wonders and my mouth is filled with laughter and my feet find a narrow path that leads farther up and further into the high country of the Trinity where the air is thin but the glory is thick. The prologue bends my imagination back into shape to get me out of my small concerns and to see the large concern of God. He gets me out of myself in my just me and Jesus moment to see that what God cares about is this world that he made and he loves. I take literally the statement in the Gospel of John that God loves the world. I'll prove it to you. Verse 3, verse 3, all things came into being through him and without him not one thing has come to being. All things. This is a God who makes all things. Do you know what the Greek word for all means? It means all. (laughs) It means everything. Which means that there is no one square inch where Jesus doesn't put his finger down and said, this is my beloved. I love this because I made this. Every square inch of his concern matters to him because he made it, which is why I love being at a college, because we study all things. All things is why we go to the lab. All things is why we play the game. All things is why we fall in love. All things is why we sing and we dance and we move and have our being. All things is why politics matters. All things is why the environment matters. All things is why racism and hatred matters. All things is God's concern. God's concern, the circumference of God's concern is all things. And the good news, my friends, is that includes you. All of you. Even you in your dorm room by yourself. Every hair of your head, every doubt in your mind, every emotion that feels anxious, God cares about all of you because all of you comes from him. How do we know that God cares about all of you? Well, listen, because the word became flesh and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. The good news is that the God who created all things is the same God who shows up for all. The word became flesh, and we have all received, all received, you and me, all creation, received grace upon grace through him, through Jesus. This is what intoxicates my faith with wonder. It is what bends my reason back into proper shape. The the infinite becomes finite. The transcendent becomes imminent. He who made time enters time. The creator participates in creation so all creation can participate in him. The word was made flesh. Eugene Peterson says, God moved into the neighborhood or what I like to say, God moved into the dorm room. God moved into the campus. God has shown up. And here's the good news. Anytime God shows up, anytime that God speaks, what his concern is to create new life and have a fresh start and a new beginning. And this beginning, this year, as we launch into this year, You are invited, drawn out into a wider world of concern that God loves. Friends, Jesus is the key that will unlock you from a small dorm room and launch you into that wide open country 
to explore every corner and crevice of this creation, of this campus. It's a world intoxicating with wonder. And it begins, and it begins with Jesus. And to all who receive him, who believe in his name, who trust in him, he gives the power to become new, to become children of God, to become born again, born not of blood or flesh or the will of any man, nothing we can do, but of God. God wants to do something new with you. God, I believe, wants to do something new at Hope College. And when we gather in here and we open up the book we love, it's inviting us out to a world we can never return the same, a world filled with wonder and glory and truth and power, a world baptized in grace. All of this, all of this concern involves all of you. So as you head into this weekend, go explore. Do that with a sense that wherever you go, God is there and will show up because this is a God who shows up for you. Amen? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, go in peace.